Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, yeah, Nate, the professor, Christian, and Chevin Nooney. Gentlemen, how are we? I feel like I'm missing out. I need to go get my glasses on. Yeah, everybody looks that. way smarter than me, and it's not even funny right now. I look this. I look like the dumb one. Hey, I'm the only one without a hat. You got beautiful hair, though. You got beautiful hair. Thank you. So I didn't actually get glasses till I was 30. Which I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, no one's going to make fun of you for having glasses when you turn 30, right? And somebody, when I got them, somebody called me four eyes. I'm like, are you <laughs> serious? <laughs> like, it really? It never stops, man. You better get used to it. <sighs> so that was fun. I was like, all right, great. I'm getting bullied at the there you bottom. Go. You, just, you just check the box off and can move on then. And now I'm starting to go bald. So that's great. So I'm trying that's to avoid one. that. Yeah, trying to avoid that, like some of these wide receivers that I want to avoid in this draft class. Chev and I were talking about it before we started recording tonight, and you know what? These uh, these wide receivers are kind of mid. Wow, did I use that right? Yeah. Okay, and some of them are even partially sus. Sus. Dang, Mike's That's pulling it. out the grammar tonight. That's it for me. I have just completely used up all my Gen Z clout. Sean is super impressed by it. He's actually ripping pictures off his wall right now. He's so excited. But we're avoiding some of these rookie wide receivers. We're going to tell you why. And as a bonus to you, we're going to tell you who the drafting instead. Is it value? Is it do we not believe in these players? What is it? Let's get into it. So, Nate, we're going to kick it off to you. And this is a guy right here. Now, here's a guy who... I'm just, I think I'm completely out on. Hmm. And I don't care, unless he falls in the second round, I might be willing to take a shot on him. But you go ahead and tell me who your man is here. Yeah, well, you know what, Mike? I got great news for you. He's fallen to the second round now with the new ADP from DLF. Um, looking at April's ADP, Jalen Hyatt is going off the board at the 203. Well, damn it. So I guess you got to pick him now. Sorry, but I'm not going to be picking him up at the 203. I'm going to be avoiding Jalen Hyatt at the 203. I know we are seeing a lot of draft capital mock drafts, you know, giving him that first round draft capital. He's starting to fall into day two now in a lot of those mock drafts that are popping up as we get closer to the NFL draft. You know, as we've talked about, you know, with this wide receiver class not being so top heavy and, you know, not having that that mix of really, really good first round picks. Guys like Jalen High are going to fall to the second round because, you know, NFL teams are not going to inflate the value of these players just because there's a lack of them. Um, True. I, I, they, they were able to acquire a lot last year, and they've gone out and acquired free agents and traded for players. You know, I don't think they're going to 
be reaching for players like Jalen Hyatt, who, while I think is going to be a great NFL player because of his ability to get down the field and stretch the defense, a team is going to love that. I think that role in the NFL is going to be inconsistent on a week-to-week basis for fantasy football. And because of that, I'm going to be avoiding him at the 203. If I'm going after Jalen Hyatt, if I'm picking him up at any point when I think he's a value, that's going to be closer to the back half of the second, you know, around the 210, the 211, 212. You know, after there's been a couple, you know, five, six wide receivers off the board and the top tight ends off the board, that's where I'm looking at, you know what, Jalen Hyatt would, you know, Day two draft capital, sure, I might take a chance on him if he gets a good landing spot. I know he's been mocked a lot to the San Diego Chargers. Anyone with Justin Herbert as the quarterback probably should be picked up in the first 24 picks. Yes. But at the 203 specifically, I'm avoiding Jalen Hyatt. And at that point, I'm taking other players that I like more. Josh Downs is available there. Tank Bigsby is available there. And one of the best tight ends to come out in the past couple of years, Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer. What a great start to this tight end class. We have so many good tight ends in this class, and you can pick up two of the top guys right here as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, just other really good players at this pick. I'm not looking to trade out. I'm not looking to trade up, trade down. I want players at this pick. I just don't want Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that too. You know, one thing that I've been trying to tell people, let's not forget, Jalen Hyatt became relevant when Cedric Tillman was injured. And I understand that Cedric Tillman also had a late breakout. Is it Tennessee system? Is it Hendon Hooker? I don't know. But if you're concerned about guys that only have one year of production, and look, he was the number one receiver in the SEC, which is a really good conference. We know that. We also know that Alabama's receiving core was down. Ole Miss's receiving core, not that great. Jonathan Mingo, who's a so-so prospect, you know, the SEC wide receivers weren't as good this year as they have been in years past. But still, hyper-productive this past year, 67 catches, 1,267 yards, and 15 touchdowns. However, his freshman season, 276 receiving yards and two touchdowns. His sophomore season, 226 yards and two touchdowns. So if anything, in the first two years, he was pretty consistent, but he wasn't great. Okay? Well, he was behind Vilas Jones. He was behind, by the way, I, I think it's pronounced pronounced Velas. You sound Velas. out of touch when you say Velas. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, As a Bears fan, I would have said Velas too, so no worries. <laughs> haven't heard the guy's name very much. I mean, he just hasn't done it's much. It's true. I haven't heard his name very much recently. <laughs> no, I was actually a little surprised by that, Chev, because I figured with how banged up the Bears receiving core was, and he was a third-round yeah, pick, if I believe. What, what do you have to lose? You're not making the playoffs. You have a young quarterback, a young wide receiver. Throw him out there. See what you have in the guy. So you might have already seen it. You might have. But um, so that's I do have concerns about Jalen Hyatt. I don't know if I buy it. Ooh. Okay. I was actually I okay. can't take credit for that. Bob was the one that came up with that one oh. originally the oh, when man. we first talked about him. So <laughs> I was just bringing it back up. So um Nate is avoiding the heck out of Jalen Hyatt. And Chev, who are you avoiding in this wide receiver class? Yeah, and it's it's not even a guy I don't like. I actually like the guy a lot. I think I love this tape. I love what he can do. But Nathaniel Tank Dell, he's a guy that, you know, the size just is not there for me. I'd rather be wrong and not draft a guy and he goes off than him be on my team, sit there and do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. We've seen the NFL draft a lot of guys like him. I, I think Dwayne Eskridge, I think he's a guy that's kind of similar size to him and it just hasn't worked out for many of these guys. It just is a slim rate of hitting success in the NFL. And that is just why I'm I'm just not going to draft him. And that's perfectly fine. I think he's a great player. But, you know, sometimes you just have to realize, you know, a great player 
good in college, but you know, sometimes maybe you don't think it's going to happen in the NFL. And like I said, if I'm wrong, not a big deal. I will, I'll take the punishment and watch him go crazy and we'll all be happy because he's going to be a little mighty mouse of the NFL. But you know, there's other guys out there like Parker Washington, who I like a lot. I think he's a really talented player. Some of the really great hands in this class, in my opinion, love what he can do with the football. He's getting drafted a little bit later than Tank Dell at this point, and I'd rather just put my money on him. I think there's a little bit more of consistency with him. Um, Nathaniel Dell is just not a guy I'm willing to draft this upcoming year for the size concerns. And if that kills me, it kills me, but he will probably not be on any of my teams this upcoming year, sadly. Yeah, I get it. You know, we saw Tutu Atwell. Mm-hmm. Go a couple of years ago, you know, size concerns there still went day two though, and look how that's you know produced career wise. Yeah, I, I I believe more in Nathaniel Dell than I ever believed in Tutu Atwell, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, I I definitely understand. You know, he's being risk adverse. Uh, you know, I'm not picking Nathaniel Dell any, anytime, most likely in the top 36 picks. No. Um, no. no I... So I found a website called StatMuse NFL wide receivers who are five foot eight of all time. So only two of them have went over a thousand yards. One of them was close at 985 and the list is, you know, it's at least 20 to 30 players on here over a thousand yards. We have Bill Hewitt. Uh, we have Milt Gattenbein and almost at a thousand yards. We have Luke Johnsis, not Johnson, Johnsis. Are these players from the thirties? I don't know. So, uh, but this is all time. So five foot eight wide receivers typically do not work out in the NFL. And I understand that everyone is saying it's not about size anymore. It's about speed. And I think, you know, you can make that point when you are a smaller receiver. Um, but honestly, I think if you're starting an XFL fantasy league, look for Tank Dell to be a contributor on your team because I just don't think at that size he could be an NFL contributor. And as much as I like what he put on tape, like Nate said in the past, you can be a good a good college player, but it might not translate to the NFL. And I think this is one of those circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, Chev, love where your head is at there. And here's a player that I'm avoiding, another small guy, Zay Flowers. I like his skill set. I do. But I think it being wide receiver four, it's a little bit high for me right now. I just don't see it. Personally, I would put Josh Downs over him. I believe Josh Downs is the wide receiver five. I know that's not a huge discrepancy. But that's just my personal opinion. So, like I said, he's the wide receiver four. That right now is the 110. So, I'd rather wait until the 212 and get the best hands in the class in Marvin Mims. And that's DLF's April ADP. Again, all the ADP we're using, DLF Superflex rookie ADP. I also threw on here, Keep Trade Cut has him at number 27, which is the 303. So, if you're using Keep Trade Cut's ADP, it's even a little bit less. So, if I'm at the 110 and Tank Bigsby or Zach Charbonnet are still on the board, I'm going to take them. I wouldn't force a wide receiver here. And I think this is a good example. Even though the exercise we're doing is talking about wide receivers, don't pigeonhole yourself. I need a wide receiver. Great. Don't overdraft somebody. Draft a running back. Trade back. Do something. Don't just force it, okay? Um, but if those guys are on the board, I'm going to take them. However, if I wanted to turn the 110 into Marvin Mims, I'm really glad you asked because here's how I would do it. The 110 has a value of 235.8. And Nate's drafting at the 110 because he almost got that three-peat. And I could turn that into Greg Dulcich, 
the 212 and a 24 second for a value of 218.7. So you're getting a a tight end that I think is going to be a standout tight end. The draft pick to take Marvin Mims, who I think is going to be a very good NFL wide receiver, and a 24 second round draft pick. You could also turn the 110, again, value of 235.8. And you need players, right? Maybe you, you had an orphan, and this is the only pick that you really had. You need some guys that you could start in your lineup. You could turn that into Brandon Cooks, Michael Hardman, the 212, and the 303, and that's a value of 197.8. So the value is a little off there. You're trading back. You're losing out on about 40, almost 40 points, but you got you got two wide receivers and two draft picks out of that one pick. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple moves that I would make to go from Zay Flowers to Marvin Mims. Awesome. Nice. All right, Nate, let's kick it back to you. Give me another wide receiver that you're avoiding. Oh, this is a guy I've been avoiding for over a year now, and it's Kayshawn Butte. Uh, back to last offseason when um, a lot of my peers in the Debbie world were speaking on Kayshawn Butte as the wide receiver one for this draft class. Um, you know, had him right up there with GS, uh, JSN, some people. Um, I was never a big fan of Butte. Uh, I certainly did not see this. This fall from grace for him, though, and and that's why I'm avoiding him. Uh, I don't think he's a really truly a value at any point anymore. He's completely off my board. With all the red flags off the field, combined with his subpar performance athletically, and then to not you know even try again to run the forty at the pro day. I mean, he didn't have a great forty at the combine. And when they asked him if he was running the forty, he said I was good. Like I mean, he said I'm good. I'm not going to try him again. I mean, come on. This this reminds me of other players who have just kind of failed the pre-draft process. Uh, go, going back, we saw uh, Weidermeyer completely fail the pre-draft process. Ooh, yeah. Going really far back, Jamon Allsbin, DeMonte Coxie, those guys. I know they're no names to everyone Don't. else out there. Don't do that. <laughs> Too soon, man. But these Too guys soon. failed the pre-draft process, basically. And, and not only does that tell the NFL you're not maybe as athletic as the other guys in the NFL, uh, but also you're not as dedicated. You're not as willing to work and improve. And I think that there's just red flags all over the place with Keishon Boutte. I'm, I'm reading on Twitter that NFL scouts don't even see him as an outside wide receiver. They're seeing him as a big slot. If anything, I mean, there's just too many questions, too many risks with Keishon Boutte. And he's currently going 27th overall, so the very beginning of the third round. And I think there's still some value in the third round in this year's draft. I'm taking a different wide receiver, Xavier Hutchinson, who's going 40th overall at the end of the third round. I'm taking him over Keishon Boutte because if I'm going to get a big slot receiver, I'm going to get the one that was productive his final season in college. I'm going to get the one who has done pretty well this pre-draft process, who did turn a couple heads at the Senior Bowl and has continued to you know go to different events and visit with teams. Xavier Hutchinson is rising up boards right now, and I'm feeling even more confident every single week that Xavier Hutchinson is going to be a day two pick, and this is the guy you need to be picking up at the beginning of the third round. And if you if you don't want Xavier Hutchinson, other guys you can pick up at the beginning of the third round include Jaden Reed. I have Perry on here, but I can't remember. A.T. Perry. I'm like, who's, a- who's Perry? Perry the platypus. A.T. Perry, who I think I saw someone say is super like Quentin Johnston or something like that. I don't know what that means. but I, I don't hate that. <laughs> Some people really like A.T. Perry, but I think he. I would take him over Keishon Boutte. I think like last but not least, 
Luke Musgrave. Great yeah, tight end in this class. For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I love it. So basically, Keishon Boutte is the wide receiver version of Zach Evans. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're avoiding him. I mean, remember a couple mocks we did? Like, Keishon Boutte went at the 4 1, I think. Something like that. If I got him there, I'll I'll take a shot on him at the four one. I don't mind that. You know, those are I don't want to say luxury picks, but those are picks that you can play around with stuff like that. Yeah. So you guys want to hear from Dan? I'd love to hear from Dan. Heck yeah. Of course you do. Who who doesn't? Rewinders, welcome to the offseason. It's your boy Dan here at the B League says telling you to be at underdog.com. Right now for your 2023 best ball drafts, 2023 rookies have already been added. I'm here to help you along the way. We're going to give you a promo code rewind, all caps for 100% matching deposit, up to $100. Come and join me in some drafts. Let's have some fun this offseason. You should really do that. I guarantee if you sign up for Underdog, use the promo code rewind, get that match. And if you DM Dan and said, will you draft with me? I guarantee he will make it work. You know, if he's at work or out with his family, he'll tell you, hey, I can do it at this time. But mm-hmm. Dan's always down to do best ball drafts. You know, I didn't do as many last year as I wanted to. I need to get back on it because best ball drafts are fun, man. Mm-hmm. They're great. really fun. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, Chef, did you have somebody else that you were avoiding? Not really. I didn't. This one was tough. For me. Ooh, see you later, Nate. This one was this. This question was tough for me because, you know, I'm not super thrilled about this class. You know, I see Cedric Tillman going at 23, and I don't know. I feel like there's a few more players like Roshan Johnson, Israel Abanaconda, Chase Brown. I mean, even Luke Musgrave that, you know, I'm like feeling like I want to draft them ahead of him. Not that I hate Cedric Tillman, but I just feel like we're pushing up wide receivers. I mean, Marvin Mims is behind him too in DLF. Like, am I – I'm missing something here, Mike. Do you would you draft one of these running backs or tight ends before Cedric Tillman? Yeah, there's a, a couple guys I would like. You said Cedric Tillman. I got it up right here. He's uh, so he's the two twelve right now. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't think it's a bad spot for him. But no, but there's guys like after him. Like, tell me how this has got to be wrong. Yeah, let me, let me fix this. I'm sorry, my. My page refreshed. Okay. Um, Cedric Tillman. All right. So he's picked 23 here. So he's the 211. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd probably draft Chase Brown over Cedric Tillman, who's going later. Probably not Dwayne McBride, but Luke Musgrave, definitely. Um, there's a couple, like Sam Laporta, who I've been, I've been mm-hmm. told, you know, might get some day two draft capital. So there's going to be some guys that I would rather take over him. And yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, if you need something, draft a different position, don't force it. Yeah, I would much rather, I think, I, I'm just saying, I think, I guess, at that position, second round, end of the second, I'd rather trade back and get a Luke Musgrave and like a Jonathan Mingo and just double those guys up and give me better opportunity. Not that I think Cedric Tillman's bad. I just think I'd rather go move back and get more assets i guess at this point because i just don't know how much faith i have in this wide receiver class once we get to this point but yeah i don't have a guy to specifically talk about but 
I just feel like there's moves that we can make. I mean, Marvin Mims is going right behind him. I like Marvin Mims about a little bit more than Cedric Tillman, so I, I could see drafting him, but I just feel like there's so much more talent at different positions at this point to go after. So you're kind of avoiding the wide receiver class as a whole. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate it at all, and I understand your concerns. And there's some good players here, and there's there's a lot of question marks too. Like the guy that I'm avoiding next, that's Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. And I'm friends with Brandon Lejeune from the Debbie Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. Go check it out. Great Debbie stuff on there. Great Dynasty stuff too. And he was a big Rasheed Rice guy, as was I at the time. He's a guy that I trust, just like all my guys here. Um, but he dove in more, and he didn't like him, so I dove in more too, and I changed my tune as well. I love his physicality. I have concern about his separation in his hands. They're not the best. He is no Marvin Mims, Chev. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's currently wide receiver nine, which is the 303. I'd wait a bit for Jaden Reed, who I know can separate. And he's almost as physical as mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice. He's not as bulky, but he's physical enough. He's currently player 35, which is wide receiver 12. So it's the 311. So almost, you know, like more than half a round. You can wait. So you can definitely soak up some value. So I want to move, but I want to get some cheap guys with potential with it too. And these are moves that you want to make if you're not a contending team. You need some guys to come in. You need some guys to get plugged into your lineup. So um, if I don't just want picks, the 303, which has a value of 51.3 on DLF's trade analyzer, um, for the 311 and Isaiah Hodgins, and that total is 55.1. So you're trading back, getting a guy who could be a starting wide receiver for the New York Giants and Jaden Reed. Um, another one that just picks the 303. Welcome back, Nate. Um, again, a total value of 51.3 for the 311 and the 404, 57.4. So, you know, I didn't put too many trades together for this one here. When you're in that third round and you're moving around in the third round, you know, it's, it's not that hard to move around. You just need to add a couple pieces here and there. But that's it. Nate, I'm glad your internet is back with us this evening. I'm back. I was out for a little bit, but I'm back. The professor, you guys, if you're listening, you didn't even know he was gone. Yeah, it was perfect timing, actually. Just left during the commercial break. <laughs> perfect. Dan, put your internet on lockdown. So um, does anyone else have anything else to add before we head out? I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we are glad to have you back. Sorry to everybody. Um, until next time, really appreciate you listening. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. We've got three different tiers. we got bonus content coming to you guys pretty much daily. We're going to have a lot of great stuff coming up during the draft. You don't want to miss it. Check out our new merch store, Spread Shop. Link is down below. Um, no current discounts or anything like that, but we do run promos occasionally, so stay tuned for that. See Geek if you want to go to a game with $20 off. Link is down below as well. And as Dan mentioned before, underdog best ball. Come sign up. DM any one of us. We'll definitely do a draft with you. And that is what's up. So until next time, everybody, for the Professor Nate Christian, Chevin Nooney, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Enjoy Taco Tuesday.